and I deduced that you probably killed him. Maybe to help a friend? You think I'm capable of murder? Sure. You're charming and impulsive. It's your traits of most serial killers. Only you pull it off. Look, my grandmother was convicted of killing my Grandpa Joe. Even though she got 30 years, she never failed to send me a birthday card. She was thoughtful like that. Like you. Look, all I'm trying to say is I like you, regardless of your extracurricular activities. You need to go. What? Uh, wait, 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 what? I... Hello, and welcome to Wait, What Just Happened? A Yellow Jackets podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm mixing my pop culture metaphors because I'm fucking upset. And I'm Allie, and I like you regardless of your extracurriculars. Isn't that nice? Um, Abby, once again, has not joined us, is not joining us, cannot join us because she's on vacation. vacation. She's at a wedding. She's um, on the great island of Hawaii. This episode is called Two Truths and a Lie, and it was written by Katherine Kearns and Sarah L. Thompson and directed by Ben Samanoff. So what were your overall thoughts of this episode? I really enjoyed this. Well, we're excited to finally get Adult Van. And I felt like a lot of dots are finally being connected. More theories are coming out, but also more theories are being confirmed. And I'm loving that. And really just everybody seems like way more connected. You're really seeing how they're all truly connected throughout all of this, all of these years, and pretty much going to be forever, it seems like. Um, so yeah, I just really enjoyed that part. And, you know, we're getting a lot more predictions, and we're learning more. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for this. Um, I loved this episode. It might have been my favorite of the season. Um, yes. I loved the pacing of it. It wasn't as as uh bang 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 as like the first two episodes of the season and then it also wasn't it also had a bit more going on than the last episode and like you said just a lot of revelations a lot of Mm -hmm. theories being confirmed more theories arising very very exciting theories have come out of this episode um which we'll talk about at the end of the episode i i took a lot off youtube and read it and uh, I'm really excited to talk about them because they're fun. The episode description on Showtime, uh, Amazon Prime, and I think it's on the IMDb too, is rise and shine and don't forget your booties. It's cold out there. Uh, and that's a quote from Groundhog's Day, which is about reliving the same day over and over again. And I Googled it and the message of Groundhog's Day is you can't escape until you know how to live. Very relevant. Yeah, what Very do you think about all that? Um, I think it well that part of it is a perfect, you know, example for them being stuck in the wilderness. And I'm guessing of how they also got saved or helped or whatever ends up happening. I still now have like different theories of what that's gonna look like too, because that keeps changing of what I think might happen yeah. of how they actually end up getting saved eventually. Um so yeah, maybe like they really have to give all into the wilderness and learn how to survive out there 100% being 100% in tune with each other and their surroundings and then once they can do that then they get somehow like they've been okayed to break out of the groundhog's day you know stay on say same thing every day all the time and they can learn how to live and survive I love um, that we have the characters acting as the fans here. Um, like they have theories of their own. And it just really shows you how much the writers of this show love their fans and how much they pay attention to us. Like it feels very interactive yeah. at this point. Um, whether purposeful or not, it's got to be on purpose. Um, <laughs> it's just maybe Javi's a ghost. Like all yeah. of our dumb theories, I just, I love it. Um, and something else I love that the writers are doing is they plant seeds throughout um, every episode that supports every theory, supernatural or not. Um, so there's evidence to support all of our supernatural theories, and then they give us evidence to support that it's not supernatural at all and just mental health issues and chemicals. So it's just 
continues to be really fun. Um, I'm not loving Shauna's storyline. Uh, it's not connected to anything else. It's it's very separate in both the past and the present. Shauna is always off doing her own thing. Um, and, you know, what she has going on in the present with her family has its moments of, hu- moments of humor and it's fun. But I'm like, okay, like, let's get back to the plot that matters and what's going on with the group as, like, a whole. Um, and I'm glad now, after this scene that she had with Randy and she found out what's going on with <laughs> Natalie, that we're probably going to get Shauna on her way to moving back into the group dynamics. But that being said, it's it's a major part of Shauna's character. Like, she's built her own island and she chooses to separate herself from her family, her friends, in the past and the present. And, um... That's very clear. There's still no fucking Steve the dog. Is he just fending for himself at home? Like, who's feeding him? What is going on with Steve? The in-laws have Steve and And Sammy. Yeah, but um, who knows? Maybe the neighbor? I don't know. You know, the internet is worried about Steve, too. I've been realizing, so. (laughs) We open up the episode, you know, there's snow melting outside. There's, like, a warm, glowing light. It feels real nice and peaceful. And then uh, Ty says good morning to Shauna, and she's like, is it? <laughs> Typical pregnancy morning. She's definitely in her third trimester here. <laughs> with a woman who wants to steal her baby. With a teenager who wants to steal her Oh, you have stealing baby vibes? No. I just think in general, even that's, that's yeah, that's an annoying part she's dealing with. But in the bigger scope of things, she's fucking three, in her third trimester is pregnant here. In the wilderness. That's what she's worried about. I think she even says it later. Yeah, she's like, oh. Like, yeah, a lot of these, like, the annoying thing when you're pregnant, your actual big problem is you're going to give birth soon. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then to be in that situation, like, that's what she's worried about. So she's more like, you guys should be helping me, like, learn how to breathe. Or, like, we should be pairing, like, what to do, you know, not, like, chanting to the trees. Like, she's not on that level of getting it, you know? Yeah. So, but I do really like the way they, they set up, you know, this kind of morning meditation and like, it's actually stuff that we do all the time. Like something you hear, something you can feel, something like, you know, what do you smell? What do you, you know, like that's your five senses. That's how we calm down. That's how we connect. It's like a very human thing to do. And it's actually not very woo woo at all. (laughs) You know, it's yeah, yeah. And so, but of course, Brashana, who's like pregnant and irritated, that's fucking annoying. You know what I mean? So it's not even that she hell of disagrees with all that. It's just not the support she wants. So she fucking hates it right now. You know what I mean? Because like, that's her situation. Like I get, but I really get both, you know? And I, I was kind of excited to see how they just opened with Ty being all of a sudden kind of more accepting. Like she's like, you know, me and i have been together, happy wife, happy life. Like, <laughs> She's like, you know, it's not going to kill me to just ground every morning and then her problems go away. Like, hell, (laughs) you know, it's not that bad for her, but that's irritating as fuck for Shauna. Because when you're praying like that, you have like a supposed to have one really good support system. And even, you know, back in tribal times, like it was more commonly a woman and a woman because it was almost like your midwife, you know, it was that person who was going to help you deliver. And most of the times it wasn't your husband, just in more common times, it's, you know, society, it turns into your husband and that's or whatever, your partner. Um, but, you know, in this situation, it seems like Shauna has had made, like Thais is her default. You know, Jackie's gone. Thais is like, has been somewhat level-headed to all of Shauna's knowledge. It seems like, and she's just like, "How dare you be flip flopping on me right now? I'm about to pop." And it was Taisa for a while. Taisa is the first person who found out she was pregnant. Taisa yeah. was going to help her. Help her with Jackie. Taisa was going to help her give give herself an abortion. Yes. Um, yeah. and like you said, Taisa has been that one that's grounded. But what they're doing is grounding and it is sensory exercises and that is what you do to treat anxiety and so Taisa is finally relaxing and like taking care of her mental health so of course she's sleeping right you know it's it's and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing they've done with Lottie is that like some of this stuff isn't all you know what I mean it's very like yeah we know now (laughs) in 2023 that a lot of that stuff actually does help 
Nowadays, your therapist will give you breathing exercises. Your therapist will basically give you grounding exercises. They won't be called that. That's what they fucking are. <laughs> Lottie is taking care of them in a way that they need to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, she is taking care of the mental health. And yeah, there are some other elements that are getting mixed up in there and that will further get mixed up in there that aren't so wholesome. Right. But this is good for them. But I get why Sean is annoyed because Lottie is so excited about the baby. You know, she's talking to the baby's stomach when Sean is sleeping. And she's uh, she says, everything's going to change when you get here. That's what she whispers into the stomach. And... Um, oh, yeah, you're going to change everything or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and Shauna is watching the meditation circle from a distance. Lottie is talking about the baby and how excited they are for the baby in the circle, too. And so it's sketching Shauna out. She's like, "What? why are you so obsessed with my baby? Yeah. Um, especially because she knows Lottie's kind of weird. So yeah. I, I, I agree that a lot of what Shauna is going through is because she's pregnant and terrified, but also Lottie is freaking her out, too. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we finally get to see adult Van... And I love her. Lauren Ambrose is incredible. Like, you can tell... Lauren Ambrose is the actress who I, plays... Yeah, okay. that one I knew. You can tell that she just really studied... You can tell that she really studied Liv Houston's performance. Like, she has her mannerisms down, the way she talks, the way she moves her body. It's incredible. I have actually not seen Lauren Ambrose's work before, um, but now I kind of want to watch everything that she's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Van... When we when we open we have we see Van is rewinding a VHS tape of Welcome to the Dollhouse. Um, the third episode was called The Dollhouse, so I think it's just like an Easter egg, a connection um, to what is going on with Misty in this episode. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Um, Van doesn't really seem to be doing all that well. She um, she's shaky. She has no appetite. Um, she's got past due bills she just doesn't seem particularly happy but nobody really is um she does have like rainbow flags and and rugs and lots of pride all over the uh her her shop and then uh ty comes in and passes out immediately (laughs) yeah so for van i have pretty much i just love that she's getting to live out her like you know 90s love for film here and it's like you know, the young kids walk in, they're like, oh, this place is awesome. And it, so, you know, she's getting some business. Like, it's obviously has a somewhat of a following. But at the same time, like, you start any business, you have hella debt right now. Like, period. So, she has hella mm-hmm. debt. Um, you know, we learn later she's have has pretty much an opioid addiction is what it looks like as well. But, yeah, she's shaky. She's not, they also pointed out that um, they showed her hand. I thought for a minute, too, I'm like, oh, they should like, she doesn't have a wedding ring on. And then something that video you sent me also mentioned it and I was like oh okay see I had that thought but I didn't write it down and think it was significant enough so then it's like you know were they was she just divorced like is she have because divorce and separation seem to be a very common thread for at least three of the adult yellow jackets and just they're all having problems which I'll dive into a little bit more later but for Van it's like she's I'm happy for her. like she's getting to live out her true like self in this situation um but at the same time like she's struggling like they all are i think that's important to know that like they're they each are having some struggle and i really just like that she like ty you know i'd be like what the fuck if you're if ty just showed up like that mm-hmm. but it's also pretty much like she knows she brought her to her house she's like you know i'm not gonna let you leave like this you know it's she's yeah, that she that caretaker you know she says don't make me convince you to let me help you i i just i love their relationship so much and connie cypress was incredible in this episode too the way that they played off of each other and it was really incredible that's to me in the adult with the adult characters i just want to see more of them finally i can finally handle ty because van is in the picture yeah it's like an instant balance almost mm-hmm. though. Like it's it's pretty beautiful. And you know, we see her digitizing a, a wedding video and she's staring at it almost like, wow, like, you know, I really I really wanted that. You know, I could have had that. And um, so I mean that could be with Taisa or it could be like, you know, like her like her marriage just ended. Who knows? Like I don't I don't know if we're gonna learn more or were they engaged at some point. It seems like Ty 
and her wife have been together for a while. So for 16 years or something like that. Yeah, so that's, you know, it seems like Van's almost mourning something maybe a little more recent, but I'm not sure if we're going to learn more about that or what. Van, Ty, Ty gives Van the pen that she got from the trucker, and they say, oh, you know, remember at Shauna's wedding yeah. how we traded that fancy pen for another one of these? So it's, that tells me that they were either together for a while after the wilderness because um, I believe – Sean and Mary Jeff about five years out of the wilderness. Right, but still very young. Still yeah. very young, but Van and Thaisa were at that wedding together, or at least they were having fun at that wedding together if they weren't in a relationship at that point. Right. So at some point, something went south with them, and Thaisa says, I can't keep hurting the people I love, and I wonder if she physically harmed Van in a way that was so extreme that that is why... They broke up. I I noticed that Van has the scar on her arm, and I can't think of when she got that in the wilderness, so I'm wondering if Ty did that to her or if that is from the wolf attack, and I just didn't see it before. Um, but that right. is that stood out to me. But, okay, going back a little bit, Ty finally got some sleep. You know, it looks like she passed out. Van took her upstairs, and Ty slept in her bed, and... You know, Van sees it in Ty's face. She can't hide it. She picks up in it right away. It's happening again, the sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. The the stuff with the pen and the wedding makes me wonder if, mm-hmm. because we have five seasons of this show, if we are going to get some of the girls the first few years out of the wilderness, are we going to see Sean and Mary Jeff? Are we going to see all that stuff? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're setting it up to where, like, we could or... We don't have to. Yeah. They're they're giving themselves some options. But so, yeah, Ty wakes up and she comes out and she's talking to Van and Ty is finally vulnerable and she finally starts telling the truth. Van is the only person that Ty tells the truth to and we get, we see like more of what's been going on with in Ty's head. You know, she can't go see a professional because... Hey, I, I sacrificed my dog. dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm losing. She's. She says I'm losing my mind and I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, um, like she said, like all the way, because yeah, she knows like that, like, she knows Van will get it. Of like, no, like I'm not having a look. Like, no, like all the fucking way, bitch. Like I need help. Um. So yeah, I really like that. It sh- it really shows how deep this is for Ty too. Like she, it's so much more. It's something she's really struggled with since like her grandmother died in a way and it's only gotten worse and worse and situations I'm sure it's on and off throughout her whole life to have it come back this much later like 25 years later and come back that strong to where you're sacrificing animals in your basement like mm-hmm. she's probably so terrified yeah like it it's it's just crazy I feel so, so bad. bad for her I'm so glad that she has Van and that Van is ready to help her like she's not she just like she said you know I'm, I'm not gonna let you leave here like don't make this. me convince don't make me convince you to let me help you I it's beautiful um and then Thaisa takes a shower and she finds Van's oxy and this is showing us telling us more about what is going on with Van I'm wondering if she's sick is she the one that has cancer is it not her mom who's sick or is it actually Van or is Van addicted to opioids for another reason, uh, maybe they gave it to her when she got back, and because of her injuries, I don't know. Some there's some, there's obviously something going on with Van, and Taisa confronts her about it immediately, and they have a fight. Um, they're just so they they just slip back into their dynamic with each other very yeah. easily, um, and then they're they they fall asleep, and Van wakes up and gets the oxy out of the trash because she threw it away during the argument. She gets it out, she takes it down, and Ty gets up and just kisses her, turns around and kisses her, and Van realizes, oh, you're the other one. Mm-hmm. I I love that Van has this relationship with Dark Ty, that, mm-hmm. that she has learned how to talk to her, and that Dark Ty greets her with a fucking kiss. So yeah, what, yeah. what does that mean about how Dark Ty and Van's relationship evolves in the wilderness too? Right. Because t- Dark Ty is always trying to kiss Van. Dark Ty likes Van too. So that is really 
juicy. Um, and then she says, we're not supposed to be here. So where are they supposed to be? Are with they everybody. supposed to be with Lottie? Yeah. Or are they supposed to be back in the wilderness? Where where Dark Tide oh, just went to go get Van to take her to Lottie? Or was Dark Tide always trying to go to Lottie? And she and Thaisa took her to Van. I they did the scar the 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 head scar. So I think Dark Tie wanted to get Van, and then they're on their way to Lottie. Because they have to be all together, yeah. right? They have formed this thing together. They even the dark entities are all trying to get them together. Um, so Dark Tie also knows. Well, even if he goes, if you know we get Van, that means it's the only one who. Like I feel like Thaisa would be the only yellow jacket to be able to get Van. To really go anywhere, <laughs> especially if she's trying to figure all this out, you know what I mean. Um, but also about like the stuff you're just saying, like, um, you know, like we don't know all this stuff about Van, what's going on, how dark is it, and I just feel like we all they need everybody needed to have a struggle of some kind, like in this episode. Yeah, yeah. So and like Misty's my my next. I don't know if we can do that one next, but kind of like technically. Really, Van, maybe they Van could have been doing fine. They could have wrote her to be living her best life, and Ty comes and crashes it. But the whole, you know, the real motive here is to get them all together, and they all should be struggling because, you know, that's part of also giving into something you've already sacrificed to to get out of your darkness. Once that glory runs off, it wants more, and then we've seen that with Lottie and things of just it, the darkness always wanting more and wanting more blood. Um, so it kind of all just also ties into that. Is once you've given in, sometimes your life can go downhill before you, you know, it makes you want to give in again and again and again. I wonder when Van started isolating herself. We know that when Taisa was working with Jessica Roberts, Jessica said, oh, she lives off the grid. This one really likes to live off the grid. And then we later find out she's talking about Van. Um Van's in a small little town, living above the shop that she owns, and she didn't go to the high school reunion, so we didn't know for a very long time if Van was alive. She's keeping herself separate from everybody for a reason, mm-hmm. when she used to be about it. Okay, let's go over and talk about Misty. We have Lottie handing out the cards to everybody to pick their chores, and Misty and Crystal are telling each other all their secrets. <laughs> Misty thinks Jack Kevorkian is brave and hot and uh, crystal picks the two which means she's on poop bucket duty and misty says she'll help her mm-hmm. uh, i just thought it was a funny comment because when i was watching it the first time i was like okay she would like him because we, we already know she kind of does the same thing in her own job yeah. help, you know what i mean yeah. she's like oh like that that impression that when uh crystal said you know oh, why would we put beagles down and not people or whatever she said and she was like you could tell a light bulb went off and misty said of like yeah i think that way too and yeah. in a way you know she's gonna help people pass but you know in in legal terms or not <laughs> but you know that ties into the teal swan connection with lottie mm-hmm. too misty also really hates deodorant and uh she wasn't grossed out by her parents having sex yeah really disturbing for me um gross but you know they're like trying to tell each other all their secrets i just want to say good job to you because you predict this exactly i don't know it was last week or week before but you were like oh I, someone's gonna go off the cliff i think it's gonna be crystal because missy's gonna just tell her her dark secret about the black box and then that's exactly but a lot of the frames of this episode i was like oh this is what this is going to be blah blah yeah. blah so that was this episode was especially fun for me because there's just a lot of payoff Ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. There was, yeah. there was a couple things for you. I was like, oh, Sam, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Allie and I watched the episode, and, and towards the end of the episode, I said, I just want this episode to end on Shauna screaming. And then... <laughs> I'm like, well, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> R.I.P. Crystal slash Kristen. Yeah. We don't... I thought it was also, like, a kind of sweet moment when she's, like, already dead, off the cliff. Misty goes down there. Tries to give CPR, which we find out is the triggering part of staying alive um, that's playing in the car. But anyway, um, she's all, you know, Crystal, Crystal, Kristen! <laughs> it's like, you hear her hopefully trying it. She's, Kristen, like, maybe this will work. It's just, yeah. she didn't kill her on purpose. She still threatened to fucking kill her. 
yeah the threat came that's like in, we call that instant manifestation <laughs> i love so the actress who plays crystal her name is nuha jez isman i really loved her acting here as soon as misty brings up the black box the big big secret she crystal's face just changes ever so slightly like the smile leaves her eyes and she's looking at her it, it, it was a great performance and Misty didn't see it. And if Misty had seen that, she could have stopped herself and Crystal would still be alive. And, uh, you know, Misty tries to cover her tracks and oh, I was just joking. And Crystal says, you're not that good of an actress. <laughs> and she wasn't that good of an actress with Walter either. It's the, when She's it's people who yeah. know her, they can see it's right when, through it's her. people like her. Like, I find that's her biggest downfall as and she gets blindsided by it's like oh my gosh this person actually likes me you know and then both times that has happened she slipped up this whole season especially with misty has been about finding the people who accept you for exactly who you are and we see it with van and taisa too we see mm -hmm. taisa finally getting to be herself when she's with van and, and misty has these people who are want to be her friend and who accept her tbd walter um but, you know, Misty flew a little too close to the sun here with Crystal, and it's sad to see that this close, bestie relationship that she finally got to build, you know, it falls off a cliff. Literally. And I, I want Misty to be happy, but also Misty is a murderer, so it's complicated. And, you know, we have this mirror of the same thing with Walter. Walter says, I, I like you regardless of your extracurriculars. Yeah. It's... I, I'm I can't wait to see what's gonna happen with Walter. Yeah, I I'm interested about Walter because I almost feel like he is a really good actor and yeah. he's playing her <laughs> yeah. and he's being like, Oh, I just looked it up and I I caught you, you know, and really he he must have some other tie. Like there was that's when I wanted to look up online because i it was one thing it was like oh maybe he has a tie to the cult and i'm like well, what if he has a tie to the like you know antler queen cult or like like ben and javi i have no idea like i i'm i'm not sure or is he like genuinely someone who finally you know loves misty and it's gonna be her having to kill the love of her life the only way i see it's possible that walter is genuinely interested in misty is if he wants to go on a killing spree with her i think he's connected to adam i my theory from the beginning has been that walter is adam's brother or somehow related to adam we even see misty saying here how did i miss that about lottie's cult right she didn't know lottie's yeah. cult was there maybe maybe she's missing the connection between walter and adam somehow so when we get to, uh, when we do finally get to Misty, grown-up Misty and Walter staying alive is playing in the car. And like you said, you know, that song is triggering triggering for for, Christ, for Misty. It brings up the memories of trying to revive Crystal. And then Walter even tries to play a similar game with her that Misty and Crystal were playing this episode, Two Truths and a Lie. Um, and Walter says, uh, he, he gives her three truths and no lies and misty says i don't think you know how to play this game and he says sure i do you win you're, you're always playing the game right if you win mm -hmm. which makes me think that walter absolutely cannot be trusted it's shady man and like how did he know like he was playing the same song that was triggering for her and then played the same game at the moment she died it's just writing. like that <laughs> is ugh. Yeah, I guess. So you think the writer's just trying to make that connection and not like he knows a lot about her somehow? I don't think there's any possible way that. Staying Alive is, you know, you know, it's the song you play. Actually, mind. but I thought that was, they did not so great job of that because if this was supposed to be in the 90s, that wasn't the song we used for CPR in the 90s. No? No, that didn't get, got, like, because they changed the, how we do CPR, they redo it every five years. They don't change it all the time, but they have a conference and they talk about it and how many lives are saved, how, what, what were the problems, what did this, and so it's changed a bunch. And so I want to look it up, but it definitely was not the 90s that we did Staying Alive. It's like the five and two or whatever the count is. Um, it was way more recent. Because Misty is being triggered by these memories, the song is bringing up memories for her, uh, the game probably. You're right, it is 
wild that, you know, these two connections are coming up at the same time for her. But Misty is super tense and she's spiky with Walter. And he's fishing for information and thankfully she's more closed off now. Um, Mm. But Walter does catch Misty in her lies because he's a better citizen detective than she is. He accuses her of killing Adam Martin and says that he likes her regardless of her extracurriculars. So... Yeah, unless this is an act to get more info about Adam, he's accepting Misty in all her weird ways in the way that Crystal couldn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to finding out. Misty immediately sends Walter away, and she gets that scary Misty look on her face before she's about to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if she is thinking that she's going to kill him, or did she send him away so she doesn't kill him? Mm. But... I definitely, I, I wonder if the way Walter is going to come back is, it's going to, it now really is going to become a game of cat and mouse of them each going after each other. Right. The Sherlock and Moriarty thing. Exactly. And the struggle will begin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that. And then Misty uh, says she wants to join the cult. I love that she was like, okay, well now I have to go pretend I'm going to join the cult so I can go save Natalie because she's brainwashed all of a sudden probably. I thought that was ground shaking for misty i think that she was it was like that i wrote down that was a big a big big thing so eye opener because she thought she was on top of everything like it and yeah she's happy to see natalie lie whatever and natalie's being a bitch to her natalie's always being a bitch to her she's like get the fuck out of here misty but the fact that she was with lottie i think she was like how how did i miss like we actually see her stumble on her words and hold her and she's like how, how, you know, and that doesn't how, happen to Misty very it often. To Misty. She thought that Lottie was in a mental institution in, in Switzerland, Switzerland still. Yeah. And then also, it's probably, you know, she, she sold this beautiful story of friendship with with her and uh, Natalie's friendship to Walter. And so, you know, that facade comes down too in that same moment. Yeah, but I feel like that, that's um, like on the surface, she's used to that. She's used yeah. to spinning that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and technically Natalie was kind of being more, she's like, yeah, I was kidnapped, but like, ugh, I'm doing something here. Cause really she just has her own, she's trying to blow, you know, blow up Lottie too and expose her and everything. So, you know, she, she, I think deep down Natalie knows Missy's trying to do well. She's just always fucking shit up with her timing, get in her way. You know what I mean? So, but for, for Missy, it felt like, how did I not know this, that Lottie has a whole bee farm and a cult and a wellness thing like that's something she should have known it's crazy that she didn't know she's that. not hiding out in the dark she's maybe maybe she missed it because lottie has all of those records and financial things so maybe it's under somebody else's name and lottie is just running it so then we have citizen detective callie figuring <laughs> out who jay really is and uh trying to trick him to take the pressure off of her family Good job, Callie. She's the real MVP of the episode. She always is. Uh, and then she's so proud of herself when Shauna praises her, which oh, makes me... so sad. Yeah, that makes me sad, too. And I'm also concerned and curious for what is in store for Callie. Because uh, there's a clip in the trailer of the cop showing up at the Sadeki's house, yeah. and all three of them are there. So I wonder, is Jeff going to die? Is Jeff going to go to jail? Um, or is Callie gonna go down for this? What's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It's almost like a parallel story that has really nothing to do with anything. But I think that's also like part of their whole deep connection is your whole world, like her whole world is falling apart, whether she wants to cover it up and laugh about it or not. Like she's always like, oh yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm just gonna go to this hotel and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? like Sean is just like delusioned. I love Shauna and Jeff's different reactions to finding out that Callie's been seeing a cop. So yeah, Callie comes home. They're they're making sandwiches in the kitchen with raisin bread because it was on sale. Gross. Yeah. Uh, and Callie says, oh, so I, I, that friend that I've been seeing is actually a cop. And Jeff goes, how old is he? <laughs> and Shauna's like, a fucking cop? <laughs> yeah. Never changed, Jeff. Uh, I just love, I love it. Um, and... 
yeah, Shauna immediately is making plans. And Randy's a real one because he's always helping out Jeff and the fam. No questions asked. He, uh, in a world full of phonies, be a Randy. Um, and it is a good plan, but Randy had to go and fuck it up with strawberry lotion because he's having sexual problems. Poor Randog. I mean, he could have just left it alone. Like, did nothing. Yeah. There's all kinds of places that come go that's not in a condom. Yeah, so, like, on, um, I liked Randy's little wave. That he did when they like walked out of the hotel room when they were done. He's like, all right, bye. Bye. Yeah, they're so cute. Um, and yes, yeah, so Shauna, she gets all dressed up. Randy's like, wow, you look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Randy's like, is this about? Because uh, Jeff won't tell him what's it about. He just has to. Don't touch her and no questions. <laughs> and um, yeah, Randy asks if it's about Natalie because somebody was poking around asking questions about Natalie. And purple people. And so now Shauna is more clued into what everybody else is doing. So I hope she'll look into that. But I also love the way Shauna can I love the way that Shauna can compartmentalize. So she's like, okay, I'm just gonna file that away for later. And this is what I'm doing right now. So young Shauna's parts have been very small and separate in this episode. This whole season, really, she hasn't been getting a ton of screen time except for um, the first and second episode when they're when Jackie's there and she's dealing with Jackie so just the last few episodes she hasn't been getting much screen time and I think it's because a lot of this season is about Shauna and the baby and so you know she's going into birth she's she's in she's in labor now so we're going to really see Shauna's story unfold and the cast has teased that what what happens is extremely tragic and um awful so there's some theories about like what's going to happen there. A lot of people think that the baby is going to be stillborn and deformed and that Lottie is going to do something with it. That's Give it as the ultimate sacrifice. Something. People are saying the baby's going to be sacrificed. I think if it's Melanie Linsky who's saying that what happens is tra- tragic and upsetting, it's probably baby related because she's a mom. This storm starting at the same time as Shauna going into labor is interesting. And, the, you know, they're, they're, Shauna, Shauna runs off because Lottie is pissing her off and Thaisa goes after her. And they have this whole fight about how, you know, you're supposed to be on my side. Just like what you were talking about earlier, Thaisa was supposed to be on her team. And Thaisa responds, there are no teams. We are all one team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Misty comes back and says Crystal's lost everybody goes out to look for crystal and then bands like taisa and shauna are still out there so they're all looking for these three people and in that panic they start doing their grounding work i see this i hear this i smell this i feel this and taisa is doing it at the same time too but i don't feel in this i wouldn't call it grounding work in this situation um in this situation you you're ha- you have already done the grounding work. You're already connected. That form, that bond, the links are already there. You're now using it. You're calling upon it to manifest them to come back. So yes, and that's like one. It's... Yeah, that is one way to perceive it, and that's the way I perceived it the first time. But then, as I thought about it more and how it is grounding work and work that you're doing when you're panicking to stop a panic attack oh, yeah, or to yeah, yeah, yeah. or to calm yourself down in any stressful situation that's what Thaisa is doing at the same time that they're doing theirs yes I I feel this I see this I hear that blah 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 no but Thaisa was the one who's in the wilderness going I feel I feel our friends calling us back I can feel them I can hear them like she's she's connected she's not you're not it's hard to explain on an on level like this but when you're grounding you're connecting with the earth you're going straight to your your roots are going into the earth what they were doing in that scene was very much out in front of them. It was very energetic, their energetic connection and links that they have already formed during doing these ceremonies together. You know what I mean? Like, it's you're staying the same thing, but you're actually doing a completely different activity, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, in the, in the spiritual realm of things. The, the meditative part, the ritual that they do every day is what's forming the connection, and now the connection is being put to yeah it's like it's like the the process of make like hammering and making a link and soldering and messing with with you know metal and forming this chain this physical chain that activity versus hauling a truck with that chain 
Nice. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of like you're using that tool that yes, you created doing that that activity, but that's not what you're doing right now. You're actually using that thing. You know, yeah. you're using that tool that you've you've made. Um, it's actually really fun to do in real life. <laughs> we have we don't have much with young Natalie in this episode, just her sort of suffering the consequences of her lie about Javi. Mm-hmm. Natalie and Travis have their fight about the bloody pants in front of everybody and Travis storms out and Lottie immediately gets up and follows him outside and Natalie sees that and is visibly you know annoyed because Lottie is annoying everybody (laughs) um yeah and then we have present day Natalie she's doing she's participating in the group exercises her and Lisa are working together and Lisa says you know giving voice to our darkest thoughts is how we gain access to our deepest truths which we will see Mm -hmm. very soon when Lottie comes and gets Natalie to work with her. And Lottie comes up to Natalie and Lisa and Natalie immediately sees the cut on on her hand and she's like, oh, how'd that happen? And Lottie didn't tell her, but Natalie knows it's part of the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And we have Natalie using the keys to go through Lottie's stuff and she she goes out and confronts her, causing this big scene saying that Lottie's been scamming everyone and she has all this info on all of you. I wasn't surprised at all to see that Lottie had all of that. I'm like, they probably willingly gave that to her. And of course they did. They're like, we know. Yeah. (laughs) And so instead of, you know, causing this big emotional scene, Natalie could have just individually confronted people. And, you know, we have Natalie screaming here, her delusions have hurt people. Yeah. So there's probably more to come. I mean, there's 100% more to come of what, what's what happened mm-hmm. with uh with Lottie and her visions and and um and so Lottie says the answers you're looking for are in your head Travis knew Travis knew that and that's what his moat Travis knew that and that's what his note meant tell Nat she was right mm-hmm. and then they go to do some memory work together I yeah I really enjoyed that scene um it just feels also like they needed to show because we know that Natalie's been struggling like and so in this episode I feel like it's not so much about her current right now struggle because we know she is technically clean she's not really drinking like that but she's just hyper focused on bringing Lottie down and then this happens and they're like yeah we know and she's like oh this woman is dangerous and it's like almost like they need, you know, she needed to have some struggle that failed and, you know, she tries to expose her. It's not that big of a deal. But really underlying what's happening is she also needs to deal with the trauma of that overdose and like doing that memory work and seeing what she actually saw and trying to remember in the darkness and all that. Like it was, I just loved how they, how they did it, you know, because this wasn't, it wouldn't have been enough time to fit everybody's most extreme struggles into one episode we know natalie struggled we know she's been through the ringer you know what i mean but it was just a nice little package wrapped up nicely of trying to expose somebody didn't go how she wanted and she's like well fuck yeah you know what i mean so it's just it was it's perfect you know and i liked how that was nicely done bracketed up like everything a nice little package and that was it we didn't need any more any less yeah that was her her big oh you know i'm in a really shitty situation and now she's left to just she just has to give in because Mm -hmm. she needs these answers and so natalie and lottie are are doing this exercise natalie or lottie is blinking a light on and off in natalie's face and and telling her to go back and remember what do you see and natalie is looking out her window and she sees a beach and it's really just you know the way memory works and it's just a photo Mm-hmm. Or a painting of a beach that she's looking at. And now we're going back to this overdose that we saw when she had that brief memory a couple episodes episodes ago of her overdosing with Travis in the room. And she really is overdosing there. They're in the hotel room together doing drugs. You know, there's nothing like a drug buddy relationship. It's it's quite a unique relationship. And I thought they, they've been doing a really good job showing it. Especially, <laughs> yeah. especially here. Um, uh, especially because it's like you know he's in a good relationship he has a good job I, I thought about ruining it I thought about ruining it but you know uh, I, I just missed him I just wanted to have a good you know I want to have a good time it's like damn that is that is a uh, you know textbook it's so real. addiction relationship right there 
And so Lottie's saying, what do you see? And she sees, she's she's remembering the vision she had when she died. Or had her near-death experience. When she had her near-death experience, yeah. Yeah, When they brought her back with the Narcan. And she sees them all on the plane and all of their bodies are burnt up and none of them lived. Mm -hmm. And then there's the antler queen walking down the aisle Oh, I love this. This opened up so many doors and so many theories. Which I'm excited to talk about, yeah. yeah. Um, and then after Lottie pulls her back, we also get a very, very short, brief clip of Natalie wearing, like, this all-white outfit. It's so quick, you can miss it if you blink. Um, and then Lottie pulls her back, and and t- Natalie says that's what um, – that's what she was right about. And that's when Lottie sees the shadow of the Antler Queen. And she yeah. looks terrified. Yeah, I really... Because she knows. She she has to know. She's been, she's been really struggling, too. Her visions are back. Darkness is back. She just made an offering. It's like... It, it's bad. It's bad, bad. Like Tyson said, all the way. <laughs> you know? Like, it's bad. And then just for confirmation from... You know, Natalie, someone who's been such a like quote quote non-believer, or like at least always questioning her and always, you know, saying, but that, that it could just be this, it could just be that. Like she's actually confirming like, yeah, there is some dark shit and we brought it back with us. What do you think of the yeah, the way that they had it cut from present day Nat to young Nat laying her head on Lottie's lap? A lot of symbolism of like it reminded me of like, you know, how when you like you do um, inner child work almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she finally just like let all her innards out of like this. I actually do believe in all this dark shit and we actually brought it back and we're fucked, you know, so it kind of may have had that type of vibe, but it also might have been, you know, like, did she do the same thing? Did that same kind of moment happen also in the wilderness? Like, will we see that same, you know, parallel? Yeah again so I saw somebody wonder if there's going to be some sort of three-way relationship with Natalie Lottie and Travis which could be interesting I don't want that yeah I feel like that's that's below the show it's yeah. like sex is like kind of irrelevant to this. not not so much sexual but more like some just like weird three-way connection oh. I want to talk about Akila for a second so we have Akila and she's still taking care of little Nugget and feeding her crumbs. And we have this really sweet scene of Akila and Thaisa cleaning the bathtub together. And Akila is sort of explaining her participation in Mari's rituals. And, and she talks about this pregame. And she, she talks about this pregame ritual that she had with her teammate Rachel and how they it's not necessarily because she believes that it makes them win or not win or win or just makes the other team play a little worse, but it's the superstition and maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't, but she's going to keep, she's going to keep going to, uh, but she's going to keep going to Lottie's group. And then Thaisa says, yeah, me too. And Akila says, that's because you're whipped. (laughs) I, I, I like that. It's just another window into why somebody is so willing to participate in this group and and we even have Akila in the beginning in the circle when everybody is talking about what they um what they hear and like hear the wind and Akila's like I hear the wind and it sounds like whispering <laughs> like she's just like I don't know if this is right but she's she's in it anyway and it's just cute I like I like Akila and then um Ben, you know, I've been a lot more hopeful for Ben's future since last week when we saw him up in Adam. And, you know, and this week he's this week he's moving again. I think Ben is going to live and I think he's going to go with Javi to wherever Javi was. And that's where he's going to find this happy life that he missed out on. I think that his especially because he's been so miserable, I think they're going to turn it around on us and he's going to find his purpose out here and then we just have um travis you know travis isn't participating in the girl's interrogation of javi he says he he'll talk when he's ready and then later when everybody else has finally 
let Javi be and Javi's just sitting there on his own. Travis goes up to Javi and gives him some food. He says, here, it's vitamin C. And he is trying to get more info out of Javi, like, please just tell me where you were. And then Javi looks over at Lottie, mm-hmm. like he's scared of Lottie. And Lottie's looking at Javi too, but quickly looks away. Oh, got a scared look feeling? An uncomfortable feeling, yeah. I just wouldn't say scared. It was a feeling of like, uh, I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything, right? Like, they both know. It's more of a knowing look. Oh. You know what I mean? Of, of like, or, uh, so, oh, you haven't told him this, so I'm not going to tell him. Interesting. Okay. But that's just the vibe I caught. So, Lottie, you think Lottie knows more than she's letting on already? Yeah. Oh, definitely. She probably had more visions about where he was. She knew he was safe the whole time. She's a lot more connected with her surroundings. But she was still very confused and looked very concerned when he came back. Yeah, which I think tells even more. Which kind of backs up of, like, she knows more than everybody else, too. But if she knew, she's known that Javi was alive this whole time and she was very confused when Natalie, like, faked his death, Mm-hmm. why didn't she go get Javi? Why didn't she say, I know where to go get him? Oh, no, not that she knew exactly where that location is. But when you have visions of someone, a lot of times you see, like, their surroundings of just in general. And maybe she thought he was with people or with other, you know what I mean? Like, she knows more than, like, she's told the group. Mm-hmm. But it's also just in a vision, right? Because she had a knowing that Javi was alive. Yeah. Not that she knew, like, how to go hike and find him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not clearly how it works, but be great if it was and yeah javi javi's not talking to anybody the other girls are in, are like talking to him vans like please like just tell us like were you in a cabin are there other people where were you and mari says you owe us after stealing our bear meat so confirm that javi's been eating the bear meat um confirm or he hasn't spoken and then she just thinks it's him because it's a person <laughs> i think he's like grunting out one word answers um and then the queen card is back. Did you pick on, up on yeah, that? Yeah, that. the queen card is back in the mix. Um, it was very, very faint, but Akila asks Javi where he found the queen card. Like, even the subtitles did an ellipses. They cut off that. That's what Akila's asking. But if you turn the volume all the way up, you can say, hey, ha-, she says, hey, Javi, where'd you get that queen card? Or where'd you find that queen card? Yeah. That's all I have about people. And now I just have theories. So my question is, like... Is that are they doing alternate timeline or are they doing something like you know they actually did all really die and the antler queen brought them back and that's why they're all like in debt to the wilderness and have to keep sacrificing to like stay alive um, because they're like not even supposed to be here <laughs> you know they they use their like card with the devil and got. To live i love that theory that's one of the ones that i have um yeah that they there is an alternate timeline that split maybe they have the wrong hobby somehow or the version where they all died is the version where coach ben didn't go and that's what coach ben is slipping in and out of yeah yeah i fucking love that theory it's it's terrifying but it's almost like they just told us that it's real like, why would they show us that otherwise? Um, and now, you know, I don't think that the Antler Queen is any of the girls. I think that it's something else. I think that that, that is it. the entity, like, the, you know, that we've been talking about. And just, like, the wilderness, how we call it that, or the darkness, or whatever. Like, that is the form, the form of that it takes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm liking the idea that they actually... This is from user Henry Hewerman1859 on YouTube. <laughs> Um, I'm liking the idea that they actually all died and the Antler Queen altered reality. Maybe the coach's presence altered events just enough to allow some of them to live. Specifically, the six that have enough darkness in them that will allow the Antler Queen to escape her prison in the forest. The dead guy built the cabin and accidentally woke up the Antler Queen, or maybe he was the last of a set of guardians or something. User at Squee599 said, Someone on Reddit suggested that Shadow Tai took the bear meat and has been feeding Javi. Someone also gave him a blanket. This also explains why he came out into the open when she and Van were outside. He thought it was the other Tai coming to visit him, but when he realized it wasn't, he ran. That would be who he told. That would be who told him not to come back. He he saw the whole snacky thing because Ben is the only person Javi will talk to. Everyone else took uh, took part in it. I also think Sha- Dark. I also think Shadow Ty took the dump in the pee bucket. She who smelt it, dealt it. So I'm just going to talk about how all the characters or the main characters are struggling 
pretty bad in their adult lives um, in the current timeline. And how that might all be tying them into one getting back all together at the same place at the same time and possibly giving another type of like, I don't know, either having a ceremony or giving an offering. I'm not quite sure what this entity even wants yet. And are we going to call this entity the Antler Queen or is that still like up for debate of who that is? I'm not sure. But for Van, basically, so she's addicted to pills. She's in debt, might be recently divorced or broken up. She has some type of heartache with the whole wedding thing and being on her own. Um, Ty, obviously, we've seen most of her experience recently. She's sleepwalking, killing her dogs, separated from her, you know, wife, doesn't see her kid. Um, her alter person, darkness, whatever we're calling it, dark tie, taking over her daytime tie a lot more. So it's, she's just really losing all control. Um, Shauna, she has the police, she has upper butt, she has Adam, who I would pretty much say messed up her marriage in a way, even though, yeah, they may have had like cool hot makeup sex after, like, you know, she cheated on her husband and her husband's dealing with that. So that's marital problems in a way um and just Callie and all the drama she has problems right now at her stage in her life Natalie has probably had the most established problems with her ongoing addiction Travis dying um and now her obsession with trying to bring down Lottie and that pretty much backfired on her so that's her card fold there and for Lottie her visions are getting a lot worse they're back and from the last couple episodes it made it seem like she was not having these visions for a while that they had stopped i think that's pretty interesting um she also seems pretty scared like from what she's learned from natalie about the darkness and all that confirmation she's like even though i find that interesting because she's willingly giving blood and having a lot of blood like visuals and everything um where just Natalie's confirmation seems to really, really freak her out. Um, so, yeah, she's pretty low. Um, and for Misty, it's Natalie being with Lottie just really rocked her world. She slipped up big time on this one. And she has someone who it seems like they actually like her, but um, he found out about Adam. So she's just, you know, that whole love inter or possible love interest, we want to call that is slipping away so that's a huge downfall for misty and that this whole lottie thing she didn't catch and he might be trying to help her like he genuinely likes her but she just runs away and that's pretty much what i have on their like really the big problems that are going to bring them all down and tying them all together and for travis here you here lost like he tried to get so close to death that it uh it went wrong went south which I, I wonder if they're going to explain any more about that later of like what actually happened during that. Do we know what Travis was trying to find out? Like what, what he wanted to see from almost dying? Like what was he after? Oh. Is it so I'm, I'm wondering if we just know he was trying to get to be like a near-death experience so he can see the dark side to connect with it but do they ever really say like what he's trying to do? i don't think so and so i'm wondering if he's he's after javi he wants javi uh you know maybe he came home and he left javi there because javi wanted to stay and he still feels a lot of guilt about that um but natalie also said we brought it back with us we brought it back with us so travis might have already been trying to been starting to see things and wanted to ask it what it wants or there's something which we'll, hopefully we'll see more of later because they're continuing to use that actor so yeah yeah trying to get the this entity this whatever this is it's bringing them all to these really hard parts in their lives so that they have to come together, come together and then possibly make a sacrifice just but i don't I you know. would think that they'd want it to stop you know what I mean? Like, they'd want to figure out how to, like, just stop it. And, and, said, and then Lottie just keeps giving it a little bit of blood, a little bit of blood. Like, is this enough? Like, fish, obviously it's not enough. I wonder uh, if it'll end with us seeing the first time that the girls in the 90s meet the entity and perform the ritual with the entity at the same time as our adult girls are performing 
the ritual it to seems, feed it again. It seems like that's almost how they're setting it up. Because we keep getting little tiny clips of both almost. Yeah, like know? the timelines are going to um, parallel. It's, this whole season is also about parallels. So yeah. it'll just oh, continue yeah. to parallel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I'm really excited about the whole possible different timelines because that also is a huge, you know, dark connect, dark show connection. And how I, I'm very excited for that possible yeah. Possibly being a thing. Or I just like that they're living it up to where it could be one thing or it still could be another, you know? Exactly. The writers are planting seeds for everything, and that's why it's so good. Yes. There's, it's just, and they're knowledgeable. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Good job. Yes, great job. Yeah. Love it. Well, gold star. Gold star. Um, potentially, na, 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 na. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to not put Abby in this episode, I think. Um, yeah, let her take a vacation. Yeah, she's on vacation. Okay. Well, I'm not going to leave any. I'm going to cut all this out. Okay. okay. Um, let's close out. Um, what are we saying? That's all we have for now. Um, we'll have to find out in two weeks what's going to happen. Buzz, buzz. <laughs>